0: It will mark you for life, as it marked him for betrayal.
1: I was waiting for death.
0: Did you feel betrayed by that tag? I line? did a little
1: bit. Yeah. Fair,
0: fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, from her lips, there is no escape.
2: Eh.
1: Whose whose lips are we talking about? Hers. <laughs> Who's her?
0: Tune in and find out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to the 103rd edition of Out of the Podcast. We got Lipstick Dan puckering up for a deadly kiss and Gentleman Joey here to say, I I was not expecting that.
1: Well, here we are.
0: Here we are.
1: (laughs) Never thought we'd be here.
0: Honestly, it sums up today's episode. I'm sure there's stuff to talk about. I don't know.
1: It's this time of year, man. Things get wild.
0: Happy holidays! Our Christmas episode, one-two punch, sort of. <laughs> sort of, yeah, yeah, to an extent. They tried to punch.
1: Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you picked this one for for this this episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, it just got into like you kept hearing about it because it's Richard Widmark's first movie, mm-hmm. and naturally, also for the
1: holiday theme. I mean,
0: well, that's what I mean. I looked yeah. into it because of that, and then I saw that it was a Christmas movie, and I said, oh. Ho ho ho, I've got one for the list. And here is we are. It,
1: is it more so than Christmas holidays? Stick around and find out.
0: Oh, I mean like 100%. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to. It's yeah, it, it is. But not a ton either. It's, you know. Yeah. But it's the right amount. I will give it that.
1: It that. sets the scene. It sets it sets the beginning scene. So that's that's fine. That that's all I need.
0: Certainly. Well, first day you get uh credits like on like a screenplay or something. That was interesting. Yeah, I dug it. I liked it. I liked that. That was uh, That's a compliment as well. And uh, Dan, this movie was actually shot in New York City, baby. I also like that too. They, they need you to know. It's Christmas Eve and we have a voiceover coming from some mysterious voice. I'm sure we'll never meet them in the film. But they're talking about Nick the Uncle, which was a great name that never comes up ever again. But Nick Bianco, hey, what, what, baby. What movie are we doing again? Kiss of Death. Oh, that's right. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's get into that part, too. This is how much I just want to get through this movie. Kiss of Death, working titles, Dan. Stool Pigeon, which if you you see the movie, though, it does make sense. It's just not a good title. Not a good title. Maybe if it was like 40 years ago, it would have been great. And Blind Date, which is just a (laughs) terrible title. You need to wait.
1: The Bruce Willis movie. I was going to say, Bruce
0: Willis is the only person who gets to use that title.
1: No. I mean, kiss of death sounds way cooler.
0: It does, although again, and not just, as
1: fitting. But
0: it's another nothing title. But it's film noir. That's how we do it. This thing was released September nineteen forty seven. No specific date. That's how much no one wants to talk about when it was released. It just appeared one day from twentieth century Fox, directed by Henry Hathaway. You remember him from Niagara Dan?
1: I do. Uh, he's he's done quite a, quite a few of the uh, film noir.
0: Yeah. We'll try to avoid him if we can. Uh, oh, <laughs> screenplay by Ben Hecht and Charles Lederer. Letterer, Letterer, yeah. He's popped up before. I remember this flub, and mm-hmm. it's from a story by Elizar Elizar Lipsky. Mm-hmm. Good enough for me. All right, Dan, are you now satisfied to continue with our New York City Christmas Eve?
1: I'm 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 more than ready.
0: Do you like the name Nick the Uncle? Now that you're you're free of that, hey, wait a second, what is this movie? Are you able to now enjoy the one-time nickname of Nick the Uncle? Sure. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. We're talking about Nick Bianco. Victor Mature, he's back. Always good to see him. Mm-hmm. He's playing a ex-convict who's just really having trouble making his way in the world. You know, he can't get a job. No dogs allowed. You know the story.
1: And he wants to make a, a nice Christmas for his kids. He's got he has two kids and a he's, wife.
0: He's got kids now. These are and a wife he loves. This is the stuff that's really encouraging him to change his life. Hmm. But not all the way because he's right. like, well, shit, I, I've tried. They're not letting me. So hey, crime is the answer. Crime pays. Mm-hmm. He gets a couple of his buddies who agree with that assessment and they go ahead and rob a jewelry store.
1: I do like this. I do really like this scene. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is, is the beginning where you see the tense thing where they're in the, they go to the elevator and you see him walking in and, and then you have them kind of staged out front of the, the door when they get up to the level with the jewel the jewelry uh, place. Fun heist. Uh, it starts yeah. off
0: very good. Dan, I, I don't <laughs> feel like playing poker today. I didn't enjoy this movie. Okay. Um, but there's scenes I like, and mm-hmm. that is certainly one of those scenes.
1: I'll leave my thoughts to the end.
0: It was cool. I think you have better to say, which I, let's see if you can sell me if that's true, but okay, uh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> they robbed the jewelry store. A lot, there's a lot of fun going on there. Everything's going great until an alarm gets set off by the a guy who got injured, the guy who owns the place. hmm. It's while they're in the elevator trying to get the hell out of there. And that does not go well. So they need to run out. Cops come in and Victor Venture just socks him, (laughs) which was a lot of fun. And they're like, hey, yo, you're not going to get out of here. So they shoot at him. He gets shot and he gets busted. And he's talking about, oh, man, this is just like what happened to his dad. And he saw it when he was a kid. It's one of his earliest memories. It's a bummer. Yeah. What a good start to the movie. A great start to the movie. Just tread lightly, Noiro. <laughs> so yeah, that happens. Then we see the assistant district attorney, the DA, Louis D'Angelo. He's really trying to be like, hey, you, you know how these things work. Why don't you name names? Be a stool pigeon, Dan, if it were a title to the movie. Mm-hmm. We'll take it easy on you. You don't want to go back into jail this time. And he's like, hey, I already did a, a, a stint in prison one time and I didn't squeal. Why would you think I'd do it this time? They're like, well, you got kids. You love your kids. And he's like, I do. But I don't know. Still don't think so. And he's even like, let me see your pictures. Like he's really taken a, a shine to him, the D.A., Mm -hmm. but it's just not working he already had a deal set in place or at least he thought he did that his partners were gonna take care of his wife and his family as well as his lawyer earl hauser we'll get into that scumbag when we get there but uh... (laughs) (laughs) so he's like yeah i'll be fine basically it pays to shut the fuck up so he ends up with a a 20-year stint in prison and he ends up with a cellmate dan doesn't he
1: Oh, he sure does.
0: <laughs> we finally get some Richard Widmark. He is just awesome right off the bat. You could tell he's hungry. He's so scummy, young man. They gave him a hairpiece, Dan. That's funny. Yeah, they sure did, <laughs> and, and
1: he and he gave himself a cackle too.
0: <laughs> he 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 sure did. Yes, uh, it's um, he would have been a good Joker, perhaps. I know I've said Riddler in the past because he reminds me of uh, Jesus Christ. What's his name, Dan?
1: Jim Carrey. I'm <laughs> short.
0: <laughs> well, it's
1: funny you bring that up because I do have a fun fact about that. So if you want me to wait till the end, I will. The laugh? Yeah. Oh, all about about the, a connection between Richard Vidmark and, and, and Batman.
0: And Batman. I'm fascinated by that. I know the laugh has like a story, but it does.
1: Um, yes. I, I, the... And
0: I feel like we told it in the past, but I'm excited to hear it again because clearly I remember it.
1: Mm hmm. Well, I made sure to, to to capture it because I knew how much you would enjoy it.
0: <laughs> I do enjoy me. I'll
1: give it now while you're looking. So so critics and audiences have, have noted that Tommy Udo is similar to Batman's arch enemy, the Joker. Woodmark himself was a big fan of Batman comics and modeled Udo after the Joker. Oh. Frank Gorshin, who played the Riddler in the 60s. Thank television. you,
0: Dan. That's the name I was looking for. Yep.
1: Batman modeled his deranged cackle after Woodmark's Udo. So, he, wow. so, true. so not only was Woodmark a huge fan, and that's where he got it from, but then it got emulated later during the 60s TV show. So look Incredible.
0: I did not know that. So that that's a fun fact, and I'm glad we got to know it right now. Mm-hmm. Already the show is better for it.
1: I'm glad I could uh, even
0: contribute in such a small way. Uh, teensy-weensy, we'll take it, Dan. <laughs> So, yeah, he's he's at Sing Sing, not a fun place to be, but he's doing all right. He hasn't heard from his wife for like three months. And he's like, oh, that's not good. We talk all the time. As far as I knew, our relationship was in a good place. He goes through some prisoners that are able to get information. Do you remember that guy's name? I don't.
1: I don't remember that guy's name.
0: Cookie or something like that. Something
1: like that. Yeah, I think you're right.
0: I didn't see it in the credits. You know, no big deal. That's all right. That sounds right. Yeah, it's probably uncredited. (laughs) i see a couple uncredited names but not him it's all right not a big deal uh so yeah that guy cookie we'll just call him cookie Mm -hmm. he is able to be like oh yeah i found out your wife's dead (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it's like oh shit what that's not good and then like a newspaper article comes back that yeah, she killed herself she stuck her head in the oven Mm mm-hmm and her kids were taken to an orphanage and they were all fucking broke. Like they were not yeah. taken care of. Things were bad. So he's like, oh, uh oh, that's not good. And that voiceover is like, all right, looks like it's time for me to go intervene and pop into this movie. Here's Nettie, Dan.
1: Mm-hmm. She, she, she sure is there.
0: <laughs> yeah coming in and you know she was the one who called him uncle nick before but it's not a relation she is just a, a woman who used to babysit she like lived next door and, and you know was friends with her wife mm-hmm. and was like but then when i got in a fight with your wife and I, I kind of we drifted apart and i found out that things went really bad for her kind of fight with uh one of the guys pete rizzo and also you know assaulted her mm-hmm. that's not something you're going to want to stick around for another like 19 years and stew about. So he's like, Hey, let <laughs> me he talk to that DA that wanted to help out. And we'll see he's if ready can... to talk. Yeah. Let's make a deal after all. We love kids. And at first he's like, ah, you, your ship is sailed, but he, he warms up to him. Um, but they're like that crime that you're in for now. It's like, it's been too long, but if you can come up with something else, we can really try to figure something out and I'll help you out. And he's like, that's fine. I just really need to see my kids. Just, I want to hang with my children. You know, like, I I feel bad with everything that happened. They're like in a, like a nun orphanage.
1: Yeah. It's probably, yeah. Some type of Catholic orphanage. Yeah.
0: So he is going to be an informant. He's going to stick around in the jail for a little bit. And they're like coming up with ways to keep him not under suspicion
1: right they 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 have him confess to a different crime that he committed with that with a different group that includes that nick rizzo guy right um to basically try to not arouse suspicion like he tries to kind of deflect any suspicion that would go onto him to the other guys to try to have them kind of almost Either get rid of each other or, or go against all of themselves and have, yeah, because they'd be like, Hey, there's a stool right.
0: pigeon and it can be Nick, he's in prison, you know, like, right? Exactly. And it would be bad for him if they found out about that. So, right, that all works out. And then the lawyer, Hauser, comes in, you know, just to check in on all of this. And he's like, Hey, I'm still trying to help you out, buddy. <laughs> it's like he, he's really sleazy. Yeah, because he's oh. also
1: like the contact for the fence too that they that they use, right? They kind of allude to that. So like he's yeah, like because he he's like know... dirt, like really dirty.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like well, he's like a uh, like a mob criminal lawyer type right. guy. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like they're always scummy. And but like uh, when Nick was like telling everybody how it's all connected, he's like, yeah, I don't know who the fence is and stuff like that. Right. People had limited information, but this guy, as a lawyer, it...
1: he's connected to them. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So he's like, "All right, let's uh let's figure out what to do." Um, the, he's been instructed to kind of be like, "Let's put this all on Rizzo, so the lawyer will take that information back." They're like, "Hey, let's get Tommy Udo, Richard Widmark." It turns out he's like a killer for hire, not just a, a cellmate. Because even yeah. when they catch him, he's like, ah, I can't believe I got caught for some bullshit." Like, I'll be out of here in two seconds. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't for anything that he actually was, and he is like. Coked up energy, (laughs) Widmark. It's a blast. Like he is. I think it's more
1: like benzos. He's on. There you go. I think he's on speed, which I think (laughs) I did read at some point. There was something about that. That's awesome.
0: Um, I I would totally believe that because he is just. Yeah, he's he's hopped up. He's having a good time. So he he shows up at the Rizzo's apartment, and uh, only his mom is there. She's paralyzed in a wheelchair. And she's like, yeah, he's out. He's out, but he'll be back later. But he does not believe it. He's pretty sure that he, he skipped town. <laughs> and He's like, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell me some information? He takes an electrical cord. He ties her up. And uh, she's like, you know, I'm sick. I can't move and stuff. And he's like, well, let's find out. He pushes her down the stairs, Dan.
1: Yes and th- this is the most famous scene of this movie like if happy anyone knows happy. this movie yeah i mean it, and it shocked viewers at the time it was actually i think in in the uk it was it was censored like they didn't even wow. show it because of how you know violent it was at the it's time It's hardcore. yeah i mean it is even to this day i mean it's pretty messed up i mean you see his face too i mean it's
0: yeah, he loves it
1: yeah he, yeah he's all about it yeah it's wild it's a wild sequence
0: because so that, you see her part.
1: going down the stairs uh, oh yeah no it's like yeah. it's
0: it's explicitly filmed they yeah they did a stunt for it and it thanks was, henry yeah shout out to henry He <laughs> <laughs> deserve a pushing down the stairs uh so after this they're like all right get nick out on parole he could go visit the kids And also, he's been getting closer with Nettie. They're like, oh, God, like, uh, (laughs) thanks for babysitting the kids. I always wanted to fuck you. And she's like, oh, yeah, me too.
1: Yeah, she's always had a crush on him.
0: This is great. So, yeah, that's our relationship now. And they're like, well, all right, let's have a life together. So Nick has to keep trying to figure out ways to bring everybody down and keep the info coming to the DA. Mm -hmm. So uh, he tries to bring in Udo because, you know, Udo needs to go down so you know you remember when we were cellmates that was a good time we had a lot of fun let's go party
1: yeah i do like that how like tommy just like totally
0: falls for like oh yeah we're all we're buds like let's go to the club be like where i'm known
1: and we're drinking and, well he you know, really respected
0: time. him, you know for in their two minutes that they were yes. like, together at first exactly He's like, you know, like they'd heard of each other and tommy was especially like I, you don't narc you're not a stool pigeon Right. I love that. I love when people don't fucking talk shit. So you're my guy. And as far as yeah. he knows, like things are still good. So they're they're on yeah. the town. The night's a puppy and things are going good. You know, fucking people are doing drugs. Everything's great. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, her. <laughs> the next day, Nick's like, all right, uh, here's everything that happened. Is, is this cool? Like and <laughs> they're like, yeah, that's awesome. This is clearly illegal stuff. We can get Udo. Let's get him.'" Right. So.
1: Well, I love I love how they they the the scene where, where they are walking into that. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming it's opium, right? I mean, we don't they don't say it, but I'm going to assume it's that right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Be-
1: because because when he walks in, he says, like,
2: what's that funny smell? <sighs> That's perfume.
1: Great, great. Nice touch to, to kind of skirt the sensors. I, I really I really appreciated that because you said se- you sense, like, Victor Mature's hesitation a little bit, too. He's like, well,
0: what, is, what, are, what are we doing here? Absolutely. One other line I want to call out too is with Victor Mature when he was talking to uh D'Angelo, the DA, and he's like, Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, I will do.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I did like that. <laughs> I thought yeah. that was a
0: really nice touch as well. So yeah, he's like, Cool, you killed it, man. You can go back on the streets, like everything's gonna be great. You can get your kids back, you can marry Nettie and go live in Queens. At this point, I like totally forgot this movie took place in New York. They really <laughs> hyped it up and then they don't show it ever. <laughs> And they take um, you to Queens. Hey, that's that's fine with me. So Udo's on trial, and the, the, the DA comes in and is like, "Hey, uh, you're gonna have to you to have to come and, and testify." testify and yeah. Like and they're like, "Oh, geez, that's not." But good. we
1: got him. It's it's no it's no problem. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, it's good.
0: Your little seasoning on top. This thing is good to go. So he's like, "All right, let's do it." And no, it does not work whatsoever. Udo totally gets off and. Now he's pissed and he's like, Oh, also, you're a stool pigeon. Remember, I said, I hate that. Mm -hmm. So I'm coming for you. Remember, I pushed ladies down, old ladies down the stairs. Like, it's going to be horrifying, whatever I do to you and I find you. You got kids, you got a new wife, you got all these people you love. This is going to be a good time. Yeah. And I love taking drugs. I'm smoking opium. (laughs) I'm on speed doing coke. Life's a gas. So <laughs> Nick is like, I uh, got to get the kids and the new wife the fuck out of here. Sends them to the country. There's a lot of fake outs between them. It was like, oh, God, is Udo coming? And then it's like, oh, no, it's just the little girls hanging out and stuff like that.
2: Because mm-hmm.
0: everybody's nervous. So he's like, I'm just going to deal with this head on. He goes to Luigi's Restaurant Dan, in East mm-hmm. Harlem to go deal with Udo who's having a lot of fun. And of course he's like, yeah, of course I'm going to kill your wife and kids. Like uh, I'm Richard Widmark in my first role. Like I'm killing everybody. And uh, <laughs> so he's like, oh, well, this sucks. And uh, they go to head out. Udo's waiting for his ride. And so Nick goes to call the DA and he's like, bring everybody here. Now the cops, like th- the shit's going down. You got two minutes. And <laughs> so he heads out and he's like, Hey, Udo kill me and Udo's like yeah no problem bang bang and it looks like Nick is dead he's not dead though but that's whatever but of course cops are there Udo just goes down in a second and Nick somehow survives and is able to get his happy ending I,
1: I will say I, a couple of things one I, I really do like the setup where they're in that weird kind of like car and has like the little shade that, 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 right. that, that, that they close and they're sitting in the back and then you know, Victor Mature kind of chides Udo because originally his his henchman that's with him has the guns pointed at him. He's like, "What?" He's like, "He's like, you're not even going to take care of yourself." He's like, "No," because he's like playing into his psyche of like, you it know, he's going to feed him, right? He grabs it and he's like smiling, has that that crazy smile, and then he, he shoots him. But also, he shoots him like four or five times.
2: Like yeah. he oh, should yeah. be
1: dead. Oh like, yeah, multiple times, point blank. Like I, in my head, I thought like, oh, he's dead. Like like with the voiceover and everything, like he's got to be dead, right? Um, But he wasn't. I, Not- I, I will say that I, I do like the, having the female protagonist as the narrator. I actually really do like that. I, I like that like her too, but then
0: it just went away.
1: Yeah, it was it only came, what, the beginning and then at the end, right? So Because
0: I liked how it was like, who is this? And then she pops yeah. up and then you're like, cool. And then she's like in the life and stuff like that. It, it, right. I would have liked more of that. There, it, there's so many elements here that I like. It mm-hmm. just, it didn't come together for me.
2: It's mm-hmm. long. Okay.
0: Uh, it's a little boring, but uh, everyone's performances are great. I mean, Richard Widmark is incredible. He was nominated for a supporting actor Oscar, so mm-hmm. you know he's killing it.
1: You got Brian, Impact, Don Levy.
0: That's right. <laughs> in there. Hell yeah. Uh, and Carl Malden's in it too, an early role for him. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, Colleen Gray. I mean, everyone's great. It's just, I feel like it's not everyone being used to their best skills mm-hmm. other than Widmark, you know?
1: Yeah. I will say. I liked it. I I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. I I didn't, I didn't dislike it. I actually, I felt like pretty okay. Like I felt okay with it. I enjoyed I mean, I I like Victor
2: Mature,
0: Colleen Gray. I mean, yeah. Um, I I, I like those elements and they didn't let me down. It's just, it didn't feel like they were used as I would. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, it just wasn't enough for me to kind of forgive what was happening because again, I love Widmark and I'm getting some of the best he's ever done. Mm -hmm. But still it was just like, all right, this is, it was all just like fine, um, yeah. You but get a then great there was just
1: seen in a great ending,
0: right? And, then, and, and there then was like then, moments yeah. of greatness, like of course the the push down the stairs and stuff. But yeah, just ultimately, I give it five out of ten pushes down. Wow,
1: okay, yeah, that's that's a pretty low score.
0: I will say, I would be happy to revisit this and possibly rescore. I'm not dead set on that score. I think there was a lot of, you know, I was excited for this one and. Mm-hmm. I was a bit let down, but I would, I would, you know, I didn't come in with any preconceived notions. I just had an excitement that wasn't necessarily handled well, but you know, Mm -hmm. I be willing to go like 5.6. Yeah. 5.6 out of 10. Okay.
1: I, I, I'm glad I got to get you up a little bit.
0: What about you, Dan? You love rating things now in this next (laughs) episodes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess comparatively, I I would say like a 6.0, 6.1 maybe. Yeah, Yeah. Like, I think it was fair. Like, I I think it had some some good actors, some some good strong roles. I, I like there is that kind of familial like love. You you get the sense of like he understands that he could potentially have love with Colleen Gray, and also she gets along really well and has this kind of motherly vibe with the kids already. So like, it, I he's like he's able element. to
0: just kind of trade up, no problem. Right?
1: Exactly, and and you get the sense of like he is like wrestling a little bit with trying to get out of the, that lifestyle that he led before he wants to go straight. I think. Yeah. In in this context. But like, I think, yeah, I feel like there's some times in between that. I I feel like they do harp a little bit more on like the love aspect of their relationship. Like they get that real lovey dovey scene where like they're in the kitchen and she's like making dinner and like, it's fine and all good and all, but like, it just, I don't know. I think it's part of the time in the middle where it kind of drags. Like, I think it it, it it could have used maybe a little bit more tautness to it. Um yeah. that would have elevated it. But like I said, I, I like a lot about it and I didn't dislike it. I, I thought it was I thought it was okay.
0: That's the only difference, Dan, because I also yeah. did say that I liked elements about it. I yeah, and I don't know if I dislike it, I just didn't enjoy myself too okay. much. But those elements are awesome. I mean, watch windmark just push a lady down the stairs, it's awesome. <laughs> What more could you want from life, Dan?
1: I I don't know. Maybe Not you're about much. to
0: tell me with these fun facts.
1: I got a lot, actually. Um, I bet. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll get them rolling. So talk about some some actors that were originally going to be cast. Um, yeah. James we, yeah. Cagney Ooh. was originally signed to play Nick Bianco, and eventually, you know, obviously, it went to Victor Mature. That would have been interesting. According to a contemporary article in the Los Angeles Times, Richard Conte was originally cast in the role of Tommy Udo. So I don't know if I could see. Richard Conte. I mean, it just would have been played completely different. Like, I don't. Oh, I, totally. I can't, I can't see Richard Conte doing that cackle, and I think he would have brought something completely different. And I don't know. No, if
0: you you need better. Mature and Widmark. Like they they're the yeah. best parts of this movie. Like they're there's zero complaints about them.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's see what else we got here. Henry Hathaway, the director, wasn't happy with the choice of Richard Widmark as the villain and wanted him removed from the picture. When our old friend Daryl F. Zanuck overruled him. He tried to make the shoot as uncomfortable for Woodmark as possible. Uh, Woodmark decided this wasn't for him and decided to quit one lunchtime uh, during shooting. Uh, Hathaway then persuaded him to stay, and they completed the movie with a new respect for each other. Uh, They would go on to make another five movies together, and Woodmark would actually be a pallbearer at Hathaway's funeral. So, kind of going from enemies to. We're almost enemies to, to good friends. Those um, are the best, best friends, story. Dan, honestly. Yeah. The
0: people that you fucking hate at first and then somehow you win each other over and they're like, ah, you son of a bitch. And then life is good.
1: That's happened, yeah. I, In I, my that's, life, that's, definitely.
0: Yeah. I, I could think of two people where I just like really disliked them immensely at first. and It was me, wasn't it? And it switched around. <laughs> I'm working on the switch around for you, Dan. You, you, you haven't gotten there yet. I mean, you you like this movie more than me. That's not a good way I to know. I
1: know, it's not right. a good sign, right? But maybe this um,
0: next fun fact will bring me back around, huh?
1: It will because you already kind of mentioned it earlier. So, wow, uh, good. according to the, to Woodmark, uh, director Henry Hathaway disliked his high hairline because it thought it made him look too intellectual. So he ordered Woodmark fitted funny. for a hairpiece. Uh, Hathaway didn't send the test ahead to studio chief Daryl Zanuck because he wanted a nightclub piano player called Harry the Hipster to play Udo. <laughs> a Fox production manager named Charlie Hill liked the test and sent it to Zanuck. Who immediately signed Widmark. So I guess it all worked out in the end. Yeah, seriously, um, like
0: you know, they're all shit talking him and then you know Widmark gets a, a Oscar nomination and then is just like, oh God, we love Widmark. Sign him for a million pictures
1: Keep him going. Ugh. Uh according to Richard Widmark, uh there were pads on the bottom of the stairs during Mildred Donock's scene uh with the you know the infamous scene with the wheelchair. Yeah, as Mrs. well as Rezo. men to, as well as men to catch her. But the cameraman forgot to rack the film and oh, the scene God. had to be shot a second time. Oh, God. <laughs> so they're doing a nice little reshoot. Ugh. As you mentioned, Richard remarks, only an Oscar-nominated performance, uh, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, right off
0: the bat. That's good for the resume. Exactly. Right
1: out of the gate. As I mentioned earlier, the most famous scene in the movie is when a grinning, maniacal Tommy Hudo shoves Mrs. Rizzo uh, down the stairs to her doom in her wheelchair. It's awesome. Uh, dude, we all dude, have
0: the same face he has when it happens. It's great.
2: Yes.
1: Your eyes light up. <laughs> yeah um
0: i could watch it over and over again
1: due to the shocking nature of this clip the british censor insisted on its removal for the uk release imagine then how surprised viewers were when it showed up in its entirety on a history of 20th century fox tribute show which aired on bbc2 on the christmas schedule of 1974 wow so imagine having seen that and known about it for you know some almost 20 years you're like oh kiss of death's on tv and you're like i remember him throwing someone down the stairs in a wheelchair Um, wasn't
0: that kind of like with kiss me deadly too, like the end of it? Yeah. Where it had like, they didn't know about the blow up and stuff. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You got to stay away from those kisses. That's the lesson of this show.
1: Yep. There was actually an alternate ending to the movie. Originally Nick was supposed to die after you allowed Tommy Udo to shoot him repeatedly. So Udo would, could then be prosecuted for his murder. Similar to, uh, what was it? Hell's half acre. Uh, in in a way it kind of reminded me of that a bit. That would have been great. Yes, I, I agree. So, however, it was decided that it was too depressing to have Nick die. So in the narration by Nick's wife, Nettie, she says that Nick survives. Um, yeah, it would have been a very, very much different ending movie, but I guess they felt that it was it was way too depressing to... Uh...
0: It was depressing the other way, honestly. Yeah. What are they thinking?
1: And finally, last but not least, I got a couple. Uh, I know I know, we always love these, the, uh, a couple radio broadcasts. So the first one was uh, Lux Radio Theater broadcast a 60-minute radio adaptation of the movie on January 12th, 1948. I bet um, 60 so,
0: minutes is like the perfect amount of time for this too.
1: Exactly. And, and Victor Mature, Colleen Gray, and Richard Widmark all reprise their roles in that one. Wow. Um, which I really like. There you go.
0: That's probably there, the superior version nobody talks about. The real Kiss of Death heads talk about it.
1: I'm trying to see on the. I have the the DVD. It's not on. They don't have it on here. They don't have any of the radio ones, which is a bummer. But
0: check YouTube. I'm sure it's out there.
1: Probably. Um, and then the second one that I found was uh, for the Screen Guild Theater uh, broadcast, also a 60 minute radio adaptation of the movie on March 29th, 1951. So three years later, uh, and Victor Mature and Richard Denmark uh, reprise their roles in that one, but it doesn't seem that Colleen Gray did. But um, I'm once not, is I'm, enough, you know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure who else they would have gotten to to replace or doesn't I don't have the information for that. But yeah, a couple cutter a couple of radio adaptations. I'm always fascinated by radio adaptations many years later. I mean,
0: the one in 48,
1: Surely. like that makes
0: sense, but one that's in fifty one, I mean that's four years later. Well, um, they kept remaking this movie too, Dan. Like yeah. it got remade as a Western. It was remade right. in the nineties with some some people that was Correct. crazy. So yeah, there's just something about this story that people really want to tell. Uh I saw one thing where the director was talking about <laughs> Victor mature, mm-hmm. how like he uh, was just like staying up all night and sleeping all day on the set. Quote, he was dirty. I brought him a couple of new suits and found him in the men's toilet, lying on the floor asleep in one of the new suits I bought him. Wow. But he, but he was a good actor. End quote. Um, And that uh, Widmark's performance inspired a, uh, Donald E. Westlake, who it came up with his name, Richard Stark, because of it, mm-hmm. because of how stark he was. Uh, and that's the guy that did like Parker, you know, your, your point blanks and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. All the stuff we love in film noir and neo noir. And that's it. We're kissing off the kiss of death. And now, Dan. Hey, didn't we do this one already? That's a joke. Next week, we're going to 1947 it's a repeat performance i'm very very much looking forward to this one that joke makes sense now right yes it does yeah because repeat performance <laughs> yeah maybe i'll make it again next week too yeah hopefully and yeah, we'll say tune in and find out we're closing out the year with a new year's eve banger it's gonna be a lot of fun so come join us we're gonna get hammered
1: sparkling I- cider i will i will be that
0: sounds delicious <laughs> Maybe I'll get legit hammered. We could make all sorts of promises for the show. Uh, It's going to be a a blast. Come tell us what a blast it will be. And if you're going to come with us and participate out of the podcast on Instagram. Are we are we still promoting Twitter, Dan? Sure. It gets more depressing every week.
1: Yeah, I try not to think about it, but hey, it's out there.
0: It is out there where Victor Mature's daughter follows us. That's awesome on Twitter so that's cool absolutely that's very cool so go follow her but also hey out of the cast on Twitter again I you know I hope we know I I, I said her her dad did a great job in the movie
1: absolutely no I, I I love Victor mature I think he's awesome
0: 10 out of 10 as usual the real out of the podcast at gmail.com to come tell us how much you love Victor mature what movies you want to see from him in the new year perhaps
1: I've got a couple and on the brain.
0: There we go. So maybe Dan will do your dirty work for you. Yep. Hey, iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, Dan.
1: Oh, finally. I almost forgot. (laughs) Finally.
0: Come find us on all podcasts now officially available on Deezer. I made it happen. I've submitted us. That was one of the,
1: the, the best mornings when you texted me that.
0: As I told you, I was originally just going to send your last album, Pure Bliss, you know, streaming up there from the only ghost in town. But then all of a sudden I was like, hey, the podcast could be submitted. Ooh, we. Why not? I got a friend who's going to get at least three chuckles from this. Oh, yeah. So please listen to us on Deezer exclusively. Rate, review, subscribe. That's all I got in the docket, Dan. Just have a great holiday, right?
2: Yeah.
1: You as well, and uh, yeah, I can't believe it's all the already the end of the year. We'll have some probably some final thoughts in the next episode. But I'm going
0: to save all my can't believes for the next episode for sure. Right now, I can sure. believe it. Okay, <laughs> stay tuned. I'll hold. I'll
1: hold you to that.
0: I hope so. But in the meantime, I'm I'm holding up my eggnog. It's non-alcoholic this week, so next week I'm going to really go for it. I might do this, Dan. I don't know. Uh hey, <laughs>
1: I, I think that'd be a bad idea.
0: It could go either way. <laughs> We might have an episode you have to pay to listen to. <laughs> we'll have to do
1: some like ridiculous movie for that one, though.
0: It's true. I already have seen this one, so I can't say it's the one. But yeah, bonus drunk Southland Tales episode coming. Soon. Yeah,
1: yes, that's more like it.
0: Hey, everybody! Here's the crime on the holidays, like the yeah. beginning of the movie. Remember, Dan?
1: I I can remember all the way back. Yes. Go
0: steal your Christmas presents. Reading.
2: Yep. Reading. <laughs> Ah, uh, good morals. Good morrow.